you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Welcome to She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman, and I have another amazing guest because all my guests are amazing, but um, I have not ever met Nan, just like last week when I we talked to Teresa, but, but I know Nan because we both belong to a group called Silver Sisters, and I see her all the time on Facebook and on Instagram, and um, because we both have gray hair, and uh, we are both actually with the same, or we were both with the same uh, modeling agency here in Arizona. So I see a lot of her work. And so that's how I met Nan, but I don't know any of the grimy details of her life. And so that's what she's going to share with me today. And we're going to talk about what it's like being a uh, person in the third act of life, Mm -hmm. um, especially in this day and age Mm -hmm. with... uh, deciding to go gray and all kinds of other things, especially when you're in the visible field, uh, in a visual field, which Nan is very much in a visual field. And she's going to talk a little bit about her work and how busy she is. But anyway, so Nan, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, a little bit about your your upbringing and how and when you got into modeling and, and other and more importantly, maybe even um, was there a time in your life when you weren't quite sure what you wanted to be when you grew up, or have you always been kind of on a pretty hmm. steady journey? So that's where, how we're going to start out. Uh, okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nan. I am from a small town in um, Massachusetts called Holliston. It's about 20 miles west of Boston. I am an Italian-American. I was raised very italian I married an Italian. Oh, my goodness. Right. So, um, yeah, we have that going for us. Was Italian spoken in the home? Um, it, no, my grandparents spoke it. My parents weren't supposed to speak it because oh, they yeah. wanted them to lose right. the culture when they came to America, which is very sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, very so, common. Yeah. I know I know all the wonderful cuss words. Ah, oh, that's um, the only thing you need to know then, right? Yeah. Hello, goodbye, yeah. you know, yeah. those kind of things. <laughs> um, that's my, and, and food, that's yeah. the extent of my Italian speaking. Uh-huh. Um, I've been here almost 25 years. In Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of shocking when I think about it. Yeah. But, yeah. 
That's amazing. So how many how many children in your family? I have two boys. They are men. Um, neither one is married. I don't have any grandchildren oh, yet. And I don't kids. see that happening yeah. Yeah. soon. That's more common nowadays than it, when it was, I think, in past generations as well. Yeah. 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 So um, I've been married 33 years. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So how about siblings? I have one left. Oh, I grew up with three brothers. Uh, sadly, I have one left. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Where do you fall in that? I am the youngest. You're the baby. The so baby. there were three boys and then the girl. Mm-hmm. Were you worshipped and adored? No, nope. no. I was the biggest tomboy going. I had to keep up. I was definitely not worshipped and adored. <laughs> which um, I have a party mouth, and that's why. And it's their fault. It's all their okay. fault. So, okay, so is that an Italian thing where the boys, because I've heard that before, that a lot of times the boys are, you know, mama takes care of them, d- fixes their food, does their laundry. Yeah. So you were just like, oh, good, somebody else to do laundry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do the dishes, do yeah. laundry, help with the yeah, cooking. Yeah, get your brother some food. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So growing up in Boston, then did you complete all of your schooling back there, or... Mm-hmm. Okay, and I then did. what on earth brought you to Arizona? Um, I had lived in other parts of the country and um, then came back and I met my husband. And the the year before we moved out here, we got 100 inches of snow in oh. Boston. And he owned a couple of restaurants at the time, and he literally spent more money on, uh, what do you call it, plowing. yeah. Then and he was just like you know I can't take this anymore. And he's from that area as well. Yeah, he's from Boston. Okay, so that just lets you know that it isn't something you get used to. At some point, you're like, I don't yeah, want to do this anymore. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, so we were going to move to California, but we decided um, Arizona. I, I, I had a friend that lived in Massachusetts at the time. She was from Arizona. Oh, blah blah blah. Long story short, this yeah. is where we ended up. Wow. So does he have a restaurant here or did he? He does not. Okay. Nope. So that is like, I'm, we're, we're moving and I'm not doing this restaurant thing again. He would have liked to have, yeah. but the work ethic is entirely different. Or it was 25 yeah. years ago. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. So an yeah. Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. did he cook at home? Does he still cook at home? Uh, he does, but he doesn't really cook Italian anymore. Oh, my if, if we cook Italian, I will more than likely do it. He might do the weird stuff like stuffed clams or okay, something but, more exotic. Yes, but the day in day out, good old Italian food—that's that's mom's job. That's what you did. Is that how you raised your kids mm-hmm. with Italian food? My kids will eat anything. My oh kids my would eat—you know—they would go to school with blue cheese salami oh. sandwiches. <laughs> They eat anchovies, sardines. Kids would look at them and go, what is oh, that? I can imagine when they opened up their lunchbox. It's like, dude, wow, what is oh, no. in there? Kids used to try to trade lunches because no. they would have peanut butter yeah, and jelly. Yeah, and my kids were like, peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. So that's, it's pretty funny. That's amazing. That's the saddest thing. My husband's mother was um, half Italian. Her, mm-hmm. her father was from Luca, mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know what happened. I, evidently, he didn't cook. So there was no Italian cooking. Oh. So he was raised with just the good old American mm-hmm. Campbell soup, hot dogs, oh, macaroni and cheese, the whole bit. So there is no Italian cooking in his genetics at all. So, that's too bad. You know, but um, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, we, we went on a tour uh, to Italy. Nice. And it was like, 
we went to a pasta demonstration and they put this for an appetizer they put this piece of you know pasta down on your plate and you're like wow and they're like you have to finish that mm-hmm. it was like i can't eat all this pasta it's amazing right. and the pizza was different than what we're used mm-hmm. to here so we're like is that really pizza or is that perhaps just a cracker <laughs> with, you know, with marinara sauce on it. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it was amazing, though. It was, be- it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But interesting. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, so nobody's, nobody's uh, helping you out with the, okay. It's okay. I yeah. mean, nobody wants to eat the pasta anymore. No. I, I don't eat gluten anymore. Yeah. Gluten, wheat, dairy, so. I know. It's harder. I mean, there is gluten-free, but it's yeah. a little harder. Yeah. I miss cooking it. It's not the same product, though. That's the problem. It's not. So, okay, so you're the only girl in the family. Mm-hmm. You meet your husband. Mm-hmm. And um, so you weren't, you didn't marry too young. No. Right? No. Yeah, so, what were you older. doing before you married? I've done a lot of things. Um, I went to school to be, at that time, they called it a secretary. Oh, yes. So, it's the only um, job, uh, uh, you know, right. Right, nurse, teacher, right. secretary, right? Right. Yeah. And I, you know, always wanted to be a model. That was never going to happen. Seriously? Yeah. So, um... Now, I, why did you think that, though? No, it, like, my they, family was not going to allow it to happen. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's not... No, no, that's not an appropriate no. job for a... For, yeah. A young woman of, young of any values. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I always worked in that capacity. You know what I mean? I was an executive assistant back when it was called a secretary. Right. So that's basically what I was doing when okay. I met my husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when did you get into modeling? Um, I did dabble in it when I was younger, but like I said, it was, it was a hobby. So yeah. It, yeah. it was hard. It right. was hard with my family. So I didn't get back into it until I grew my hair out. No. Yeah. Okay, so brown hair, short? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went through various, you okay. know, long, short, you okay. know. Okay, yeah. so you were just whatever, but it was when you let it go gray? Mm-hmm. I, I let it go gray, and it took me a couple years. I, I cut my hair this short. Oh, you did? Yeah. So you cut didn't do the off. skunk thing? No. You, okay. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then I got it to... I, I would say, you know, chin length or whatever, maybe a little longer. And um, I don't know. I did a favor for a friend. I was on TV, a cable show, and somebody came up to me and said, are you a model? And I was like, no, why? Well, your hair is is fantastic. So this was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Oh, so that was before the gray granny hair phase. And that's what started, yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that I that I interviewed that that kind of happened to her too. She let it go gray, yeah. uh, cut it in a fabulous punky style, yeah. and she had someone stop her on the street. You know, mm-hmm. which is so amazing because you're still hearing because I follow these silver sisters, right. and you you're still hearing, mom, if you don't dye your hair, I don't want you coming to my wedding. Blows my hair, or Me too. you know, or you really oh it it's, it ages you. I'm like. Are you, I heard all those things. You did? Oh, uh, there are people I still don't talk to. No. I'm serious. Okay, because they were adamant. They're like, you cannot go outside. Right. <laughs> and I was like, watch. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go outside, but I'll just be on your television every day. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, okay, so when you made that decision, though, you're like, I'm cutting it short. I'm letting it go gray. What kind of response did you get from your family? 
husband. Husband was fine with it. Yeah. He didn't really didn't say ha- much. Didn't have an opinion. Well, he, if he did, he kept it quiet because <laughs> it didn't really matter. Okay. Guys, do you hear that? If you do, you keep it quiet. Yeah. Because we don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really care. Yeah. My yeah. kids didn't care. Boys don't care. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So I just went with it. I figured I can always um, color it. Yeah. You can it, always go back. But I just hated that whole process. Oh, because that, that was the next question uh, I was going to ask was what drove you to that decision? Well, I mean, my I was so gray. Oh, you were. You could see. You oh. could. It would take me, like, I, I could literally color my hair every two weeks. Yeah. I would stretch it to three because I was taller. Yeah. So people weren't looking down on yes. my roots. Yes, yes. Um, but it, it was expensive, and yeah. it's just... Time-consuming. Time-consuming, and I'm more of a natural uh, person, so it was just enough. Enough. That's amazing. So, okay, how long ago did you say that was? About 15 years ago? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, and I find it... Oh. (laughs) It's you, not me. That's me, yeah. I thought I had my thing turned down, but evidently not. It doesn't work for that. Um, (laughs) I find it amazing that um, the fear that these women express on Instagram... Me too. I mean, it it is as if they're saying, you know, I've decided to... Uh, you know, completely have a, a, a face transformation or right. something. They're so terrified. And like you say, it's just, I mean, even when I was raising my children, mm-hmm. I'd say it's just hair. Right. I don't care what you do to your hair. You can shave I it. You can let it grow. Way. It's just hair. You my know? son had long hair when he was in, I don't know, seventh to eighth grade. And people would say, how can you let him do that? I'm yeah. like, why? It's just hair. Let him do what he wants to exactly. do. Exactly. That's not the hill I want to die on. Thank you. With kids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, let him yeah. just grow his hair. He doesn't have gauges, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with right. that. It's just that I right. personally didn't want him to yeah. have gauges. That was the one thing, like, let's talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, your husband, does he have this, the beautiful, thick Italian hair as well? He has hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is more than some can say. That's so right. there you go. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that he has thick hair or that he ever had thick hair. He had a, an afro at one time. Okay. But I think he was lucky. Yeah. Um, so he, but he's and he's not nearly as gray as I am. Yeah. No. no. I mean, he's got some. But. Isn't that funny? Genetically, my my husband, um, he looks exactly. Well, actually, his his uh, his grandfather, who was from Lucca, but northern Italy, right? right? right. So you get more of that, you know, um, blonde Swedish. Uh, yeah, have a little bit more yeah. Swedish, and so he and his father is definitely has swedish heritage so he was blonde mm-hmm. brown eyes like yours mm-hmm. um but um not dark at all nobody would ever look at him right. but he looks exactly like his his grandfather but um he i think he he wears it very very short now so it's hard to tell there's a little bit of gray mm-hmm. kind of back here maybe a little of the temples right but his father is 93 and i swear he just went gray like maybe wow. 10 years ago. Wow. So it's amazing how genetically, mm-hmm. and then, um, and I know I've mentioned this before, but my father was uh, very gray, grayed young. His, fa- his father 
they used to call him wig because his hair was so thick and white wow. that it almost looked like a wig. wig. So they called him wig. <laughs> and so, but my father was dark brown, brown eyes, you know, and my brother looks exactly like my dad. So I thought, oh yeah, well, see, you have gray hair and it's, it's really nice gray hair because you were brown. So my, I thought that in order to have gray hair, that you had to have brown hair to start out with or a dark, almost black hair. Then you would get that fabulous salt and pepper. And but and my mom, she's 89. She still dyes her hair. I have no idea what color her hair is. So um, I had, you know, but we probably have more of the similar coloring. But I was like you. I, I remember sitting, and I've told this story before. Sorry, listeners. But I was sitting in the, in the, in the shop, in the beauty shop, and... Um, I used to have what they'd call a duo, right? Where they'd do the highlights mm-hmm. and then they'd do the roots. Oh, So yeah. it's like, oh, two and a half hours later, you know? Right. And I was okay when it was just up here. And she said to me, you know, you're probably 85% gray on top. You still are probably only right. 20% down here. But when it started to come up on the temples, mm-hmm. that's when I said, I don't, I don't want to fight this anymore. Yeah. And I said, I think I might go gray. And she goes, absolutely not. And I was like, Oh, now I'm doing it for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> My hairdresser at the time was very supportive. Oh. She was like, you know what? I think you'd look really good. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. So she helped you cut it short. And then did they yeah. do any toning at all? No. No, just you grew it out. Just but like I say, out. half an inch. It was painful. It, oh, you didn't like it that short? I did not. I, I like. The convenience, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. you can go to bed and you can wake up and you look exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, it was fabulous, but yeah. I did not like the way it looked. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny because I have a, another friend on, on the Instagram. She posted pictures of herself with her, her really cute little pixie and kind of a chin. Looked so cute. Yeah. And she says, I'm thinking about cutting my hair. I was like, that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I cut my hair really short, when I decided to go gray, because that's what I, not that short, but I mm-hmm. cut it pretty short. And uh, I had her completely tone all the blonde out and then just put a, a toner out. And it aged me 20 years. Really? I looked so much older with short hair. Oh, it was like, oh, this yes. isn't a good look for me. I, I agree with you. I yeah. feel like I do too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I thought, oh, but I, I loved it. But the, I also thought for me, because I don't think I have that natural, let's go for a hike look. So I felt like I had to wear more makeup and earrings and the whole bit because otherwise I just looked like, oh, are you here to wash my floors? I don't know what, yeah. why are you here. I, I, you know, <laughs> without makeup, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. do the same thing. I, I, the only place I go with no makeup is the gym. Yeah, yeah. they've accepted me there. Right. <laughs> They're just oh yeah, there she's she's a model. No, they don't. They yeah. don't know that, <laughs> and, they, and I don't even think they would recognize me if I was made up. They'd be yeah. like, yeah, I. Who's yeah, that? who is that? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I had a, a slumber party. I think I must have been in about seventh grade. And we were all sitting around talking. And I said, oh, I, I look a lot better with makeup on. I just a blonde hair, blonde eyebrows. I mean, it's like my face just disappears when I take off my makeup. And they're like, oh, I don't know. And then, like you say, we go to bed, we wake up, and they're like, oh, yes, yes, actually, you do. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for confirming that, you know. And, and there's, I mean, there's little things. The wonderful thing about, you know, wearing makeup and having makeup and I'm so happy that men are starting to embrace foundation tinted moisturizer because 
another genetic thing in our family is we have circles under our eyes. Mm-hmm. We're just born with them. doesn't matter how many hours of sleep we get. Right. But I can use concealer. I right. can use foundation. But my poor brother... You know, he doesn't have that option or he chooses not to have that option. Right. So I'm like, sorry, you know, but yeah, it's a lot like Yeah, that. I love makeup. I yeah. do. I might not put much on when I'm just out and about, but right. I still feel better. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm one of these people that like you, I don't wear it to the gym. I wear a little bit of mascara because again, I have blonde eyelashes, so there's like nothing going on there. But I mean, that's, it's use That's a waste of money, right? Cause you're right. Just sweating it off and right. whatnot. But anybody that wears a full face, I applaud you. I think it's fabulous. I have no judgment in that area nope, whatsoever. Not at all. So, yeah. so do you feel like there was a time in your life when you, besides the going gray part, which was like, Poosh, that was amazing. Was there ever another time that you felt like, um, I don't like what's going on. I want to, I want to change some things. Like you, you were saying, you, know, you worked as a secretary. You're like, I don't know if this is really me. Or was there any other time? I've always been like that. I'm always moving. Oh, changing. I'm always yeah. moving, changing, evolving, always. What do you think enables you to do that? I have no clue. I, I truly have no clue. My mother was not like that. Really? No, she was quite the opposite. So oh. sometimes I think that is, oh. you know, she was a typical Italian. She stayed home. Her house was perfect. Um, do you know what I mean? Yep. And didn't really have friends. I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I'm constantly moving. And um, don't get me wrong, I've, I had and have insecurities just like everybody sure. else. But the minute I don't feel valued, uh-huh. I'm off. I love I'm that. I'm on to something else. You, you know what I love about that? I've had people ask me um, you know, when I, about different things in my life that I've made a change, and they'll say, well, uh, how did you do it? Or, you know, like I'm going to come up with a 10-step program mm-hmm. for how people, you know, giving them great advice, and I'll say, I just did it. Right. And they, they're always like, oh, no, it's not what we want to hear. We want to hear your story of how you, you know, you really, and you thought, and you went to counseling, and then you made the one. They want to hear that story because, but I do think that there are people out there that are like, mm, yeah, not happy about that. Well, I guess I got to change and do something else. Right. And, and, and it's not thought out. No. It's almost ass backwards sometimes. I know. <laughs> you know, I, there probably could have been a more direct, route to go and I went you know this way yeah all over yeah I just um I'll find a way and sometimes I don't even know what I'm looking for right right and I I just think that that is something that if you said to rather than giving someone a 12-step program right. or giving somebody a, a template of some kind of a a method was first a and then b and then take a left and then you know stay for I think I think the Nike just do it is actually a little bit more helpful because I think it empowers people Absolutely. to not think. I think we think too much. There's too much thought going on. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, besides, obviously, you have to think if there's going to be other people that will be affected by of your course. choice, you know? Of course. Um, but even then, sometimes you can think yourself out of what would have been a really good idea. Yeah. And something that might even be, you know, self preservation by doing it. Yeah, so. I mean, and, it, and that doesn't mean it was easy. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes I'd be looking for another job, and I'd be in this crappy job, and it might have taken me a year or a year and a half or 
whatever. Right. It doesn't always happen overnight, but I'm always thinking about the next step. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that that's probably more common than that, but there are so many programs out there and so many ideas that are, there's just everywhere you go, affirmations, different programs, self-help, <coughs> so many me. of that that we have almost talked ourselves out of trusting right. our own guts. That yeah. is the key. That's, that's one thing I have to say. I have, I can say I've always trusted my gut. Interesting. That doesn't mean, again, that I just jumped. Right. Like, I, I literally can wake up and go, I'm done. <laughs> I love that. Just, yeah. And just move forward. Yeah. I think that is really a healthy way because when everybody talks about failure being your best teacher, but are you willing to fail? And, you know, being willing to fail means I think I'm going to cross that bridge. Mm-hmm. And then after you get over the bridge, the bridge falls apart and you go, wow, that was amazing. I, maybe I should have looked into or done some research on the history of that bridge. But, right. hey, you crossed it. You're fine. Move on, you know. And as, you, as, as I've gotten older, it's gotten a lot easier. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. And what is it about that? Because my, my girls are both 40 and 42 now. And you can see it. You know, where you where suddenly, I don't know, hormones are changing or something's happening. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. Right. You know, there's this self-assurance. And, and right. yeah, because you see uh, when you're young and you say, oh, my God, what yeah. hap- what will happen if yeah. what will happen if. Yeah. And, and like most of the time it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So then you start going, oh, well. What if? Yeah, exactly. You know, so now it's a different what if. Yeah, what if I did this, though, instead? Yeah. And I just think that comes a little bit with age. Some yeah. people are lucky. They learn that early. Right, right. I, I do think, again, the thinking, I think there is too much thinking, you know, yeah. uh, in a lot of things. Um, even in relationships, you know, people are hooking up and they're, but they're thinking so much about it. Is this going to be the perfect person for me or all of that stuff? Or I wonder, you know, and I'm like, uh, no guarantees, None. no guarantees. You and know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And yeah. you, know, you gotta duke it out yeah. sometimes, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's like, I know, I know it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. And it's, and I love, I love when people are honest about that instead of, I mean, a lot of times there's that positive mindset where they'll say, oh, how have you been married for 75 years? And they'll say, oh, we communicated so well and we always blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know what? Here's the deal. You're 85. Your memory's shot. You don't right. remember really what happened. And you're just remembering the good times. And But it sets that precedence. I love it. So you've got it. these young kids that are like, oh, because I hate his guts today. Right. So what's wrong with me? You know, right. and you're like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. So Exactly. Yeah. So um, do, you, do you think you had a mentor? Anybody that you kind of you know i i i looked at the questions obviously um i don't yeah is that is that sad Mm -mm. i mean i really don't because um no 
I, I have to agree with you because I, I've, I've gotten these questions before on different things I've been involved in. People say, well, did you have a mentor? And I'm like, well, you know, I was never um, in any kind of a program. Like, right. like, let's say I was not in, I wasn't an art student. Right. So I didn't have an art teacher that, you know, that I could really look up to. And I, I married young. I was 20, you know, when I married. Wow. So, um, and I didn't seek after a career at that time right. because I thought I just want to have babies, which I did. Mm-hmm. And so, and my mom had three children, but there was, she was married twice. So my brother and I are three years apart. So we were very close, you know. And then when she divorced and remarried, my younger brother is eight years younger. So, and none of my aunts and uncles, I mean, she came from a large family of eight, but they all had two, possibly three. So none of them had large families. So I didn't have that mentor. I didn't have that to look to and go, well, my mom had nine children and blah, 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 you know, something like that. So I thought, no, I didn't have anything there. Um, And so I really couldn't, Mm-mm. When I was asked that question, I said, yeah. I, I really never have. No. You know, and I think I'm like you where, and I have another friend who's, who, same thing, worships and loves what her mother did, but watched her mother and saw what her life was like right. with those life choices that were really more put upon her right. than her own choice. Right. Um, you know, she grew up, you know, you grew up in the fifties, you had a large mm-hmm. family, you were a stay at home mom, right. husband was the provider right. and they went along with that. And, but she saw how her father was able to progress and have this amazing right. life. Right. And so she made up her mind as a child, that's not going to be my life. Yeah. I have to agree. I was yeah. very much like that. Same thing. I, I actually would get mad at my mom. Yeah. Because she didn't go out with her friends. Yeah. I was like, what? Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. And she never did. Isn't that sad? She never, never, ever did. Yeah. It's an interesting. We were we were talking about that. My girls and I were talking about that. Just the. Uh, different dynamics of people. Well, actually, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how women deal with patriarchy. And so this lady went to Africa Mm -hmm. and into Mexico and interviewed all of these women. And what she found was they didn't recognize uh, systemic patriarchy because they came from uh, maybe uh, alcoholic husbands, abusive husbands. And then when they would get into a patriarchal system where they saw good men who were teaching good principles mm-hmm. to other men, they saw that as, that's what I want. Right. That's amazing that they would say, you know, uh, abstinence from alcohol, right. be kind to your family, be a good provider. So people that were teaching those basic human principles right they they didn't see that as patriarchy because that system of good men worked for them it was an interesting she said it was very good she was very uh very interested because she's a feminist and you know being white middle class american she sees the systemic patriarchy which is damaging to women but when when they're coming from such abusive situations those systems 
would work. It's kind of like you, when you talk about the purity culture and a lot of fundamental religions, you're like, well, but these men are, they're good to their wives or they're, you know, they're, they're, they're present, they're present right. and they're good. So you can't look at it and go, what is, is it a good system? Right. Not a good system. Right. But that's what the women in the fifties and the sixties, that was culturally acceptable. Right. So they didn't look at it with any kind of, well, all my friends, we, my neighbor, I mean, there was right. 7,000 children in the neighborhood, right. you know, and they all ran around and they were free range children, not right. like today. And it was a completely different world. It was. And, uh, I mean, my grandmother played, you know, uh, canasta oh, nice. every week with her friends. I wish know? my mother had done that. But she didn't even do anything like that. No. Interesting. No. But my grandmother, now did you know your grandparents? Yep. You did. Okay. And they spoke English? Uh, barely. Really? Yes. Did they use their children as interpreters when they... Sometimes. Until they... I mean, they knew English, but it was, you know, as a child, it was like, what? Yeah. What'd you say, Donnie? Right. What? Right. Um, so then they would talk in Italian to my mother, and oh my exp- she would explain it to me and be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, my, my grandmother um, had eight children. She probably should have had none. She, not that she yeah. was a bad mother. No, it's but she she had <laughs> a, um, a drive. And as she, when she aged, she became the Grundy County Civil Defense Director, Ooh, and wow. she loved her job. So yeah. I always think you you would have been a working woman if it would have been a different day and time, right? You know, but um, she she loved traveling. She loved the oh. whole business. She loved her office. That's awesome. Yeah, and I you look back at women that were like that. They're so talented and they're so skilled, and you could see oh, but culturally they were. None, neither one of my grandmothers were like that. No. They were typical, you know, one had 11 kids. Oh, and my. One had just four. Yeah. Um, she probably had four miscarriages. Oh, wow. Probably. Yeah. But, um, no, they were very much take care of the household. Yes. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I mean, and we have. okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fabulous. I mean, my aunts and uncles were just, uh, you know, amazing and they were close to each other. Right. And it was a one, it's, you know, you can't say anything bad. No. And I do think because my, my children that have children, um, they each have four children each wow. and they love the, uh, the brothers and sister, Cousin you know, they don't have thing. to find friends. Yeah. You don't have to take friends yeah. on vacation cause there's yeah, built right. in, you know, that kind of thing. And it was funny cause on father's day, my kids were, uh, retelling stories. Remember when we stole the car <gasps> and you know, and yeah, I was I like, la, 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 la. You know, right? I was like, boy, I'm, I did not realize how stupid I was I as a mother. I learned some things this past weekend myself. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Were the boys reminiscing and yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I know it is. It's because they're alive. That's exactly. why it's funny. It's because exactly. they're still alive. Because that's what I said. It's like, oh, I'm surprised you guys made it this far, you know. But um, so do you feel like then and that's amazing. Do you feel like it sounds to me as though you have had a a good life of people understanding who you are and accepting that? Maybe not yeah. necessarily. Okay. I, my family didn't really accept it. Okay, they didn't like really. the modeling thing and the time spent away. They weren't like moving away was a big deal. Oh, I bet huge. Yeah, uh, yeah. my mother didn't talk to me for six months. No, because yeah. she said I'm moving. I'm out of here. And she, my parents only visited uh, in the twenty years because I think the last time they were here. 
five or six years ago. I can't really remember. Yeah. Four times. No. Yeah. Because you never spent. They spent one Thanksgiving here. Never Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, nothing. And did they ever... I don't even think they came to either one of my son's graduations. Seriously? Never saw my youngest play football, and he was quite the football player. Yeah. yeah. No. Now, did they ever voice what it was? Oh, they did. What'd they say? Um, I don't... It's BS. Yeah, they would make up stuff. It wasn't their true feelings. Oh, we just we'd love to, but we just you know we got to take care of little Joey the dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, Mm -hmm. but okay. So their family stayed right there in the Boston area, and for you to leave was as if you'd you'd abandoned abandoned your family. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So and their whole all of their cousins and stuff they all stayed back there so you were the rebel you were the black sheep i didn't care i'm out of here anyway wow okay so there that's a moment i mean i knew it was going to be hard and it was yeah and it was emotional at times right i'm not saying it was just a piece of cake and it never bothered me right it wasn't going to stop me right well especially when it comes to your children right i mean i think there's something like it's like that's fine i'm going to go live my life but then when you start saying hey i want my kids to have a relationship with their grandparents but you're not you're not doing that. That that's hurt. That probably hurt that was more. hard. That yeah. was hard. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. I remember saying that to uh, my aunt. I said, you know, it really bothers me that my mom she kind of uses her pets to get out of stuff. And she goes, oh yeah, that's totally what we do. She said, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so we say, oh, you know, Muffy's been home by herself all day. I've just got to get back and let her out, you know. And you're like. So I I love that you think that we don't see through that. Right. Because this is your granddaughter. Right. And you're putting Muffy before your granddaughter. Right. But okay, <laughs> that works for you. Merry Christmas, you know. Right. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see when they're older, especially yeah, nowadays. The travel is yeah. insane. The airports are kooky. They're canceling flights. Right. I 100% understand right. why. Mike, we couldn't get my husband's father to come out here. He's 93 years old. Yeah. You know, yeah. his vision, he balance, everything is off. I 100% understand right. that. But like you say, when the kids were older and this kind of stuff, we would usually have to say, we're flying you out for graduation. Right. You will be here, you know. Right. But then they'd say, well, what am I going to do with Muffy? I'm like, uh, we're, we're, I guess you're going to bring Muffy, and I don't know. And we, we, we never had pets, Muffy. you know. And um, so we would let them bring their stupid pets, you know, with them. And then, <laughs> then I'd get yelled at because one of the kids fed the, fed the dog chocolate or something. Right, you know, How dare right. you? I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can't handle Madness. this. Yeah. It's just a, it's a diversion. It's definitely yeah. a diversion. So, so tell me about... So tell me about your career. What's going on now, and how busy are you, and what's your favorite thing that you're doing? And um, I'm never busy enough. Really? I'm just going to admit it. I want. I could do it every day. Every day. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I am, I don't even know what to say. What am I doing now? Um, I'm on hold for a couple things, um, pretty good things. I'm focusing a little more on my out-of-town agents because it's just bigger markets. Yes, yeah. Um, I am with the agency Arizona, and I'm 
very happy about that. Excellent. I want to make it clear that is not why I left Ford uh-huh. to go to them. It yeah. just kind of worked out. I had Excellent. no idea at all if they would even accept me. Oh. So I just, I just had, like I said, I wake yeah. up one morning and say, that's it. I'm, I'm going to make a change. I'm move I'm on. Making a change. Yeah. Um, but I am very happy to be there, and I've got a couple of other agents that I'm looking at in other markets. So interesting. Yeah. So just keep moving forward. Do you are you fit into a classification for for those of you that don't understand the modeling world? You know, there's fashion, there's lifestyle. There's do you fit I think into I'm a more lifestyle right mm-hmm. now? Um, of course, I would love to be fashion. I think maybe my height. I'm only five seven. Yeah. So uh, lifestyle is good, yeah. And I like to do commercials, so I'm I'm happy with that. So walk us, like I said, walk my my YouTube viewers, all two of them, um, <laughs> me and you. No, walk them through like a process because I think people don't understand that just because you get an agent mm-hmm. doesn't mean, especially in this day and age, it's a completely in the last. We've been here four years, and I was with an agency in Portland, and. Uh, so that's been probably, I would say, let's say maybe eight years ago, mm-hmm. you were still going out on casting calls. Right. So they would say, show up at seven o'clock, bring your headshots, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you would go out and you would audition in front of right. a camera. They took care of all the lighting and stuff like that. It was beautiful. Right. It was wonderful. Yes, it <laughs> so, was. And now I think, especially because of COVID, they thought oh. the people have kind of got, oh, so we could make them do all the work. Right. And then we'll just sit back and go, you, you, oh. and not you. And it's like, okay, so I have an hour of setting up the lighting, trying to find a place in the house where I can set up the lighting. And I don't know how to work a professional camera. So let's see what good my, my phone can do. Yep. And then they send you the script and then you, and you have to have a background. So you're purchasing backgrounds and you're like, you guys used to do this. Why am I having to do this? Especially when I never hear another word from you. I you know, it is hard. It's work. It People is don't work. understand it's work. And if you, you know, I, I used to have a spot in my house. It's just because we had to change things around. I used to have a spot in my house where I could just put the backdrop, okay. backdrop up so that I could just go. Oh. Keep the lighting up. Everything set up. Everything was great. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Oh, so now I have to set it up, like you said. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a pain in the neck, but it also does have its advantages yeah. because you can do it over and over and over. That's if you true. Need to. You can't just walk in and go, "Oh, I screwed that up," and you right. walk out and go, yeah. "Right, yeah." Um, and then you, I've, I've, I'm learning, you know, clips and iMovies, so that kind of helps you, you know. Sometimes they want you to do a full body photo. Oh. So now I've learned that I can clip it in with, you know, right before the video or right after the video, whatever they want. Ah, uh, yeah, right. So that I'm, I'm learning more than I wanted to learn. Exactly. But I'll be honest, I do yeah. miss the in person because then you get to see the personality. Right, exactly. So I do miss that. Yeah. So, you know, the process is perhaps I'll get. Um, Something from my agent, um, you know, um, the, the telephone people want you to send in a self-tape. Ah. And this is what they want. And yeah. you, you do it. You put it up on casting networks or whatever. And sometimes you never hear another word. Exactly. Or you'll hear, 
Are you available? What Tomorrow. Would you want to yeah. Feel? yeah. Right, but sometimes then you hear or not, never hear another word. Yeah. Right. So, um, right. but it is what it is. Yeah, it's part of the industry. Yeah. Yeah, that was the hardest thing because, like I said, coming from a, okay, Friday at three o'clock, if you right. could come, you know, versus tonight before seven. Right. Could, you know, I'm like, tonight? Right. I'm in Idaho. What do you mean tonight? You know, I don't have any makeup I know. on. I got to do this in one hour. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just a whole new world. And that's but. kind of why I get up in the morning after I go to the gym, I get ready. Oh, I, I put love all my that. makeup on. I might not be heavy, right? But I've got it on in case. In case, I love that. I, I, love I, I would that. say Monday through Friday, I do that. I love that. See, that done. gives you the excuse for going to Safeway, and you look fabulous. People are like, why do you get dressed up to go? To-? Because in five minutes, I have to do a casting network. I have had a friend say, "Oh my God, you do that every day." I'm like, I have to. I love that. The one day I don't do it, yes, they're going to call and say we need this done right away. Yeah, it makes you wonder though. What are they doing that they don't know until that day that they didn't need three million people to respond? I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Well, this has been so amazing. I've always wanted to meet you, and um, I love what you. You do you mind? Do you want? Would it be okay if I put out your moniker so they can follow you? Oh. Call. Fabulous. So I it's need all the followers. I okay. Need so it's at. Is it at Nan? Is there an underscore? No. Nope. Just Nan N A N and then Mercurio, the full M E R C U R I O. Right. Perfect. Okay. So follow her on Instagram. She is really good at just putting out her like when they'll ask you for a self tape. She'll put her self tape out there. She's not holding back. She'll show a photo session. Uh, just gives you a little clip of what it's like and. Um, my favorite part is when they get to do hair and makeup, when you yeah. can just sit back and somebody else is doing right. your hair and makeup. And, oh. and then you look down and you're like, how did you do that? It's like, you found my eyelids. How did I you know, do that? Right? Or false eyelashes. I love false eyelashes. I do too, but I can't yeah. put them on. I can't either. I have found one brand that you actually put underneath your lashes rather than on top. And I'm learning how to do those because then I don't mess up with seeing my brow bone gets in the way. So um, just a little trick. Lashify, look it up. Anyway, so thank you so much for being here today. Next week, visible followers, my friends, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Dr. Rimica. We're going to be talking about living a keto or slash vegan lifestyle. Ooh, what should we do? The controversy begins. So that's next week. All right. Bye-bye.